This is Bulls Beat on Bulls Unlimited. Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. We got a packed show for you. We've got some of what the Bulls head coach, Alex Golish, and quarterback Byron Brown had to say to the media before the Bulls get set to head down to Boca Raton. We've also got plenty of basketball highlights. Great win for the men on Saturday in the Sunrise against Florida State, 88-72. to It was huge for the Bulls to not just return from a bit of a break with a victory, but the kind of a victory that they got. Also yesterday, a big piece of news for women's basketball. And man, did Sammy Puisis, returning from injury, make a difference in the lineup as they won 105-75. to Not only did Puisis make her debut, she had had a knee injury and scored 21 points, but it rubbed off on the rest of the team as all of a sudden, Vicky Blasig, who had been the focal point of team's defenses, found herself open a lot, popped for 16 points in the second quarter after Gardner-Webb figured out they might want to stick to this Puisis person, and Blasig ended up with a career-high 31, joined by Marina Asensio in the career-high category. Asensio, 16 points. Those two players hit nine threes combined. Yeah, a lot of good basketball. The volleyball team, we did not have a show on Friday because it was just impossible to do one from our situation in Georgia, but we'll give you some highlights of that win on Thursday. Unfortunately, the Bulls, on a quick turnaround when it came to travel, had that against them, had an amazing crowd against them at UTEP, and also a really good volleyball team, so it was just too much as the Bulls' NIVC run came to an end on Sunday. They were up 24-22 in the second set before UTEP really put it away, winning that second set, and then I think the Bulls just ran out of steam. But what a tremendous showing by that squad, and 22 wins fantastic season we'll talk about volleyball and women's basketball in our second segment along with giving you some of that football audio but we do want to start off with plenty of highlights and Amir Abdurrahim from a big win for men's hoops Bulls enter this one on a three-game losing streak at two and three while Florida State was four and three but with a win in there against at the time 18th ranked Colorado at the Sunshine Slam in Daytona in their last two games lost by just two at home to Georgia and by eight, and that's pretty good, at North Carolina. So certainly a good squad. But, man, the Bulls came with their shooting shoes on. You look at FSU's schedule. They whipped up on Central Michigan. That team turned around and beat the Bulls. And remember that game was all about the three-point shots not falling for South Florida. They were falling early in this one as the tone was set that this would be a good game. Man-to-man -man out of Florida State. Pryor with a screen. Youngblood's going to stop and pop from outside the arc. That's good. May have had a foot on the line there on that right wing. And Chris Youngblood, boy, did he need that. Yeah, it's great to see the ball go in the hoop for Chris Youngblood, who has really struggled from deep range. Maybe that will get him going. Morley gets it off to Green. Drives it on Pryor. Shot blocked by Kaysen Pryor. It's loose in the corner. Run down by Florida State. This is Watkins. A couple dribbles. He drives into contact. Throws up a runner that missed. And Jose Placer gets the rebound. Boy, Pryor has been a nuisance on defense. Placer stop and pop from three. That's off the backboard and in. 
Jose Placer kisses it off the glass. It's 5-0 South Florida. Well, the two guys the Bulls need to shoot well have shot well so far. Youngblood and Placer. Step back and launch one. This is no good. And Pryor with a great box out on the backside comes down with a rebound. Now it's 6-10. He throws an outlet pass to Sam Hines. Sam gets to the elbow. He lowers his shoulder, runs into contact. They swing it around. Here's Pryor. Right side's going to spot it for three. That's good! Cason Pryor is doing it all in Sunrise. Cason Pryor looks like he wants to get a triple-double today. He is <laughs> affecting the game every way imaginable so far, and the Bulls are up 8-0. Talk about setting the tone. Youngblood just had that confident stroke going all day long. It wasn't just three-pointers. It was step-back long twos, and you knew FSU would have an answer quickly. They did take the lead, but the Bulls, I mentioned Chris Youngblood, yeah, he had a lot to do with this victory. And then in the first half, the Bulls would go up by 17. Here are the rest of the first half highlights. Bulls will inbound with 20 on the shot clock. Youngblood throws it out near midcourt to Selton Miguel. They find Youngblood in the near corner as good ball movement there by the Bulls. Youngblood's going to step back, shoot a 16-footer. Good! Chris Youngblood, a leaner from 16, and the Bulls now lead 15-11. to 11. And he's got a sweet-looking shot going so far in this game. Great to see Chris Youngblood building his confidence back. Selton out near midcourt, goes between the legs. Off to Youngblood, catch and shoot three, right side. Good! Chris Youngblood from the near corner. That's his first triple of the game, and boy, is he seeing a big basket in the early going. He certainly is. Chris Youngblood with nine points on four of six shooting from the field. Three-pointer off that misses, and Jaden Reed gets the rebound. Here come the Bulls on a four-on-two. Selton Miguel, he's going to Euro-step his way again, kicks it out to Pryor, ball fake. He's going to go to the basket. No, he's going to kick it to Knox. Wide open for three. Good! Kobe Knox knocks down the triple. He was three for 27 from three this year. Great ball movement by the Bulls to find Kobe Knox open in the right corner. He drilled it, but that play was started by Selton Miguel. Down low to Ganey. Knocks down. Cason Pryor misses a shot. Ball tipped by USF, and Selton Miguel runs it down. Here comes Jaden Reed. He's going to turn the Jets on. Get around two guys. High off the window and in, and the true freshman blazed the trail all the way to the basket. Bulls now lead this game 28-19 to 19 on a, as you mentioned, a jet stream by Jaden Reed. Kobe Knox with a steal, and Watkins grabbed his jersey. Otherwise, Knox was out the gate, and a rebound by Florida State. Not a great shot. Yeah, they got to calm down a little bit. Here's Worley back the other way, going to the basket. Contested, missed, and a rebound by Kobe Knox. Up and down we go. Bulls lead 30-21. Here comes Knox in the corner. Youngblood catch and shoot three. Good! Chris Youngblood, his second triple. He's got 11 for the game and the Bulls push this lead to 12, their largest so far. Chris Youngblood has broken out from the field. Chris Youngblood is leading the Bulls charge. Pryor, a little crossover, a little hesitation. Backdoor cut to Kobe Knox. He kicks it in the corner. Placer wide open, sets his feet, fires. Good! Jose Placer knocks down his second triple of the game, and the two seniors on this squad have really filled it up from distance. Once again, great ball movement, great idea by Kobe Knox in the interior, who kicked it out to Placer on the perimeter, who had the wide open three and made it. 2.53 to go first half. A no-look pass in the corner. Miller's going to spot up for three, lets it fly. That one misses, and Jose Placer gets the rebound. Here come the Bulls. They got a three on two. Selton Miguel goes to the basket, off the window. Good! A potential three-point play. The Bulls in transition are running Florida State out of the building. Jim, the Bulls are leading by 17, 38 to 21 with 2.40 to go before halftime. They are playing great. There's no other way to say it. You were worried that after that, the Bulls, you know, would – See that lead dwindle before the break, but no, 38-24, pretty representative of how it went. 
Chris Youngblood leading the way with 12 points on 5 for 8 shooting. Bulls were 6 of 14 on threes, while Florida State was just 2 for 11, and the Bulls were out-rebounding the Knolls. 25-21, better yet, they were taking care of the ball. The Knolls were leading the ACC in steals, and the Bulls had just turned it over five times. Well, you're concerned that a certain kid who used to play for UCF as Morton High School might get going, as Darren Green Jr. is capable of doing. And even though the Bulls started off the second half great, to steal Joey Johnson's simple phrase there, Green would hit a three to cut it to single digits. And yet the Bulls had an immediate answer. This game was not going to be the same as back in 2019 when the Bulls led by 10 late and ended up losing the contest. Lasser working against Miller. Between the legs, drives into the paint, shuffles it over to Youngblood. Catch and shoot three, high arc. Oh, he made it in front of the Bulls bench. A defender closing in Youngblood scrapes the ceiling panels with that one. Chris Youngblood is feeling it, Jim. I think it's safe to say that. The Bulls have... Got the lead back up to 17 at 41 to 24. And they get a takeaway. Pryor takes it away. Lead pass to Kobe Knox. He gets a two-handed dunk. And the Bulls in transition are threatening to blow out Florida State in the early minutes of this second half. 19 now the Bulls lead Florida State. Leonard Hamilton with a timeout. Here's Miller. Gets it off to Darren Green. They forget about him. Straight on three. Good. Well, you cannot forget about that guy. Big triple for Florida State. His first make of the game. And Darren Green has allowed the Seminoles to cut this back into single digits. It is 50 to 41 USF. And there's going to be a timeout by the Bulls. Corey Walker in the game to Brandon Stroud. He's going to go to the basket. Spin move, lost it. It's loose on the floor. He got it back. He goes to put it up. No call. He's getting mugged, got it back. Got the layup to go. Brandon Stroud just stayed with it right there. Yep. Hand-to-hand oh, oh, oh. -hand combat going on under the basket, but Brandon Stroud found a way to, to score the basket. Here's Worley. Just got away with a double dribble. Florida State in the offensive end. 12.35 to go. It's 52-41. Bulls and Florida State turned it over in the far corner, just dribbled it out of bounds to Darren Green. And the Bulls are all in his jersey, and they get a takeaway. Here's Brandon Stroud. He's got it, and he's going down to the basket. Layup is good. Lefty layup and a foul on Florida State. Stroud had the steal. Stroud ahead of the field. He got the layup to roll in from the right side. A pirouette by Brandon Stroud, and the Bulls have done it again. I don't think Stroud knew where he was even shooting the ball. He put it up as high as he could and it rolled in the basket. The Bulls now lead at 56-41. Now Watkins, ball fake to get Corey Walker in the air. Ball fake again, and then Corey got a potential block there. It's loose. It's loose on the floor. Jaden Reed gets it. Ahead to Selton Miguel. One-on-one -on -one against Darren Green Jr. He puts it on the window. Didn't go. There's Kobe Knox to clean it up, and the Bulls lead 58-41. To the top to Jaden Reed. Jaden gets around a man in the paint. Fires left side to Knox. He's going to drive to the basket. Now cross-court pass to Reed. He's going to spot up, launch a three. Bingo! The true freshman from the right wing. And the Bulls have done it again from long distance. The lead is 19 for the second time. Jaden Reed looked like a very, very confident basketball player, not a true freshman. And pretty important that he had such a tremendous game because early in the second half, Jose Placer got injured, looked like his tire blew, but it was his hamstring. And let's hope that's not a long-term injury. But from that point, 61-42, to 42, the lead never got below 17 until the very, very end. In fact, the final minute when it was too late for Florida State, Bulls would get the lead back up to as many as 26 in this game. Selton Miguel would close with three more threes of the voluminous threes for the Bulls on this day. Try 12 for 23 from the floor. They came in among the bottom 20 
in the country in three-point percentage. But Amir Abdurrahim had stressed the fact that the shots were going to fall, and they did. Three players went exactly three for five from distance. Just mentioned Miguel, all his at the end. Youngblood set the tone with them. And Placer, who's all of his nine points, came from threes. Miguel with 20 points, four rebounds. Youngblood, 18 points. Mr. Reed, nine points. Placer had that number. Case and Pryor also scored that many. You had Pryor with 10 of the Bulls, 41 rebounds, and an overall outstanding victory, holding the Knowles below 40% from the floor. Isn't this nice to see the other team struggle from the free throw line? FSU was 14 for 27 in the second half, 51% for the game. Bulls were 18 for 23 in the second half. Imagine that, making your free throws leads to victory. It also led, by the way, to the second half in real time being an hour and 15 minutes. But, hey, if you were listening, it was worth it. And if you were listening to the postgame show, you might have tuned out because it took a while before Amir Abdurrahim got on 40 minutes roughly after the game ended. But we have him here on the show. These kids deserve a lot of a lot of applause because they could have over these last three games when things weren't quite going right, they could have kind of threw the towel in and said we're going to do what we want to do. But they stayed bought in to getting better to what we were asking them to do and to be able to come out and perform the way we performed on this stage against that team. I'm, I'm super happy for our guys, super happy for our university, our fan base. At UMass, which was really a rock fight, you said you love the competitiveness, the shots will fall. This morning, you reiterated to us, the shots will fall. Well, the shots fell, yep. and you played well. So I guess you you, you held, the, held the course and, and kept the faith for what you thought your team could do. No question. As I said to you guys this morning, if we were making shots and not competing and losing games, I'd be worried, but we were comp- like we competed at UMass. The shots didn't quite go in, but what we did today that we didn't do at UMass again, and we still had 14 turnovers, and some of them were. I'm gonna take four of them. I'm gonna take four of them. So we only had 10, but we did. A, they did a better job of following the game plan of getting in there when they got in the paint, playing off two, not being in a rush. And when we can get in the paint and make those and get kick out threes, you go 12 for 23, you shoot 52% like we're capable of. And so um, really, I was really proud of our competitiveness, really proud of our, our balance scoring, but I was, uh, man, I was impressed with their connection, especially through Florida State's runs. They, I think they cut it to eight, and then we we went on probably like a, a run where we they didn't score against us for about seven or eight minutes. If it sounds like there was a basketball game going on in the background, it's because there was, and again, this was well after our game ended. If you want to hear the whole interview, it's up on our podcast page. The Gators would beat Richmond in the second game, 87-76, but we're concerned with the Bulls defeating Florida State, 88-72, most lopsided victory over the Knolls in school history. Bulls had defeated Florida State by 15 a couple times, 1981 and 2000. They now have closed the overall series to 22-13. to They are back at it on Tuesday night against Arkansas Pine Bluff, a team that's been all over the joint. They are 4-7. and Their last two games were at Gonzaga, and then Saturday at defending national champion UConn. So they'll be ready for the Bulls, that's for sure. The Bulls need to be ready to score the basketball, it would appear. Two teams I just told you, 
put up 111 and 101 against the Golden Lions. In their previous game to that, they went to Norman, Oklahoma and gave up 107. They've also put up 110 plus twice against non-Division 1 teams. So this could be wild. In 11 games, they have a player, Rashad Williams, who has hit 40 three-pointers in 11 games. They are making 11 threes per contest. Also, their opponents are shooting nearly 50%. So don't just assume 4-7 and seven, Pine Bluff is going to be an easy opponent, but it could be a big offensive night for the Bulls. You mentioned the last three games they've given up at least 100. They also gave up 100 to Incarnate Word and 92 at Ball State. The guys will be on the air at 6.30 for that one. We were on the air yesterday afternoon and got to see Sammy Puisis return spark the women's basketball team. While volleyball season was coming to an end, we'll recap it for you. And oh yeah, there's a bowl game, and Alex Golish and Byron Brown spoke in a press conference on Friday. Some of those clips as well as Bulls Beat continues. 